Amen. And the word of the Lord is blessed. Uh, from the just read scripture, Luke, the second chapter, starting at the uh, first verse, reading through to the 20th verse. Um, as I told you, I, I sat and I said, OK, God, why why am I going to this scripture so early? Y'all know how we do it. as preachers. We we hear God, but we also think of the 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 uh, how things, you know, uh, progress. And as we get there, you know, it's that Sunday before Christmas that there's certain scriptures. I, I'm looking at Pastor Schaefer. Pastor Schaefer is smiling at me because she knows what I'm talking about. We we hear the voice of God, but we also think the progression of how things work. And so I said, God, it's kind of early. It's the second Sunday. <laughs> you taking me to to this scripture. And, and as I was sitting here and as I was, you know, pondering and, and praying and saying, God, what is it? What is it on today that it is that you will want me to share with your people? And the God, God just gave me just this, this simple, uh, uh, title, if you want to even call it a title. Uh, and it's just simply, what's your sign? What's, what's your sign? Um, if, 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 you know, anybody from the seventies, <laughs> Anybody from the 70s, you, you know, what's, what's your sign used to be a pickup, the 70s and the 60s. That that was a pickup line. Somebody, hey, what's your sign? Because apparently, you know, your astrological sign would tell somebody something about you. It would tell them uh, what it was to come uh, if they were to hang around you a little bit. Matter of fact, even today, you've got some people that when they see you act a certain way, they will say to you, you know, wait a minute, what's your, what, what's your birthday? You tell them, oh, you are such and such. Anybody ever had that happen to you? You, you, you know, you act a certain way. I see you in the back. I see you. <laughs> I see you in the back at the Kegler house. You sit there and you act a certain way. And somebody said, wait, well, when, when's your birthday? Oh, you are such and such. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, so it's funny because I try to not act in any sort of characteristic of anything that's supposed to be remotely uh, associated with my astrological sign because I act like Tish. Come on in here. I, I act like me. And so when someone says, oh, that makes sense. You are a such and such. No, I'm a Tish. <laughs> and, and, and that kind of clears it up. But that's not what I'm talking about today when it when it talks about a sign. I'm I'm asking you and I believe the Lord is asking, what what sign will you believe that he is present? What sign will you believe? What 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 needs to be sent to you for you to recognize that God is an ever-present uh 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 person, not even a being, a person in your life. Yes, this, this scripture is associated with the birth of Christ and it gives and chronicles the, the uh, one of, of several of the synoptic gospels that chronicles the birth of Christ. But there are some interesting aspects of this scripture that I wanted to address on today that God dropped in my spirit. 
And I wanted to share, and I promise you, I'm not going to be before you long because I believe that God had us come together today to pray. Really, I do. But he gave me this scripture, and so I'm going to take a little bit of time and share with you what he dropped in my spirit to give to you. You know, I mean, it is so interesting, you all, that uh, signs, signs, and, and you hear that a lot these days, especially those that, that believe in the end times or not believe in the end times, but those that deal in the end times, they say the things that we're seeing right now are, are things that, that deal with the end times. And again, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the right now. I'm talking about the very present help of God that is in our lives and how he shows himself every day to us. He shows himself by the fact that you wake up in the morning again, that you are in your right mind. He shows himself by the sun shining and the day transitioning to night and the moon and the stars shining. And then it happens again the next day because you can't have a morning without having a nighttime. He shows himself. He proves his existence to us. Even as we leave and go out, those of us who leave in the day we leave, we go out, we do what we're going to do and we come back home. And then we hear of, of, of situations and circumstances that happened to people that did the exact same thing. They left their house. They went to go and deal with whatever they were going to deal with through the course of the day and then life happened something happened and they didn't make it back home but then you made it back home what sign do you need that God is an ever-present person in your life so much that's going on don't get me wrong I don't uh, disqualify or or consider the fact of those of us who have not been exposed to COVID being more blessed than anybody else but God also know that if you got it it might have taken you out so God allowed for his Holy Ghost bubble to be around you to keep you from getting it. What more of a sign do you need when you should have been counted out, when you should have thrown in the towel, when you, when folks knew that you weren't going to make it through that divorce, through the loss of that family member, but yet you're still here and not only still here, but you're still giving God praise. Even in the midst of your sorrow, even in the midst of your grief, you're still lifting and raising a prey. What more of a sign do you need? Well, you sitting there saying, well, well, apostle, you just said I'm raising up a praise. That's on Sunday. What's happening the rest of the week? Are, are, can somebody arrest you for the Holy Ghost that you show and expose the rest of the week? Come on. I feel God up in here. Can somebody actually take you to court and put you on trial for public exposure of the Holy Ghost in your life through the course of the week and outside of a worship experience. Can you actually be accused of being a worshiper even when you're working on your job? Can you be accused of being a praiser even when you're walking through the Walmart? Or can somebody accuse you of just being any slow blow on the street because of how you telling somebody off in the checkout line because they cut in front of you to get to get out the line quicker. Come on in here. I know I'm talking to some. What sign do you need that God is ever present? I know we say, you know, I got to be honest with you. I don't think about it all that much because I can't see him. You can't see him, but you ought to be able to feel him. The old folks say I wouldn't serve a God. <laughs> that I couldn't feel 
sometimes. You ought to be able to feel God sometimes. If you're not feeling him sometimes, it's not because God is not present. It's because you're absent. Come on in here. I know I'm saying something in here. It's not because God moved. It means you're out of position. What sign do you need the Bible, the Bible in Luke Two speaks of uh, again the the birth of Christ, and we've we've heard this 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 Bible story, and we've heard how uh, Jesus uh, was born in Bethlehem. But notice how the Bible says that uh, any time that they talk about Jesus, they say that Jesus is of Nazareth; he is not of Bethlehem. So how is it? That he came to be born in Bethlehem. Can I just help you out with something? You do realize that God always has a plan and he's always working behind the scenes. If you go back in prophecy and you go to the book of Micah, and I believe it's the fifth chapter around the second verse, where the Bible says that the Savior will come out of Bethlehem. Doesn't say that the Savior is going to come out of Nazareth. Check me out, Pastor Shafe. I believe I'm in the book. Micah, the fifth chapter, I believe the second verse, where it says that the Savior is going to come out of Bethlehem. So isn't it interesting, you all, that Jesus is of Nazareth, uh, but the, <laughs> but Caesar called for a census. And where was the census at? The census was in Bethlehem. Can I help you out with something real quick? I ain't even trying to make it a preaching point, but I just want to encourage you all today. Can I help you with something? Jesus is working behind. God is working behind the scenes in your life. You might not understand what's going on, but he's working behind the scenes. It might look like a deviation from what you're trying to do, but he's working behind the scenes. It might not seem like that's exactly where you were trying to be headed and pointed to, but he is working behind the scenes and it might seem like it's an inconvenience. Why do I have to do all this in order to do that? Because it was already spoken in your life (laughs) that it was going to happen the way that it needs to happen. So can I help you out with something? You would do so much better to quit fighting against God and allow God to be God in your life and take your little G badge off. Yeah, I said it, Gwen. Take your little G badge off, your little God badge off in order to let God, the God, be God in your life. God is speaking. God is moving. God is orchestrating. And can I also help you out with something? He orchestrated it before you got here. So all you've got to do is play the starring role in your own life story because God has produced it. God has written it. He wrote the screenplay and he's doing the directing. All you've got to do, baby, is star in your own life story. That's all you got to do. Show up, read your lines that God already wrote and live your life the way God already designed and uh, directed for it to be. That's all you got to do. But the reason why we struggling so much is because we trying to figure out why things ain't moving and shaking the way we want it to. (laughs) But can I help you out with something? Again, you were bought with a price. Your life is not your own. And, and, and quite frankly, it would do us well to allow God to be God. It would take off so much stress if we just let God be God, because when we let God be God, then we don't have to worry about it. We just need to follow the leader. I wish somebody would type that on social media, follow the leader. That's all you got to do is just follow the leader. You are the Bible says that, uh, 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 
they had to go and do a census in Bethlehem. And that's how the prophecy was brought out. And so while they were there, while they were doing the census, the Bible says that it was time for the baby to be born. Isn't the timing of God so impeccable? That he will allow for his promise, his prophecy to be carried out without anyone else knowing that that's what God is doing. And quite frankly, I'm so grateful often that not know what God is doing, because if I knew what God was doing, I try and stick my big self up in there and try and help him out with some stuff. God, it would really work better for me if you did such and such. Anybody ever did that? Anybody ever said, God, you know, it would just help me out so much (laughs) if you let this happen this way. But we always say, and we know that all things work together for good. We always want to say all things except for this thing right here. God, it would really work better for me uh, or or gooder for me. Can I just say it like this? It would work gooder for me if you would let it work like this. If we trust that scripture and we know that all things, all things, all things, not the stuff we orchestrate, but all things work together for good. What does that mean? That means the good, the bad and the ugly, not bad and ugly in God's eyesight because he knows what he's doing. But it looks bad and ugly to us because it's not what we would have planned and not what we want. Come on in here. But and we know that all things work together for good. Who's good? His good and our good. How is it for his good? Because his kingdom is glorified by us walking it through the way God intended for it to be. So here it is while they were doing the census, the baby was born. And at the same time, the Bible says that there were shepherds out in the fields. Think about it. In the middle of the night, there were shepherds. Out awake together while a baby was bit. Y'all ain't seeing it. What's your sign? What's most sign do you need? <laughs> we like to say the stars align. I like to say that God aligned. <laughs> God aligned it to be so that in the middle of the night, there were shepherds that were together and awake to all be able to see what an angel of the Lord. And the Bible says that they were terrified. Remember when we preached on last week and we talked about Zechariah and how Zechariah got scared when the angel came. And, and notice how all these angels are coming and speaking. When the angel came to Zechariah, he spoke and gave prophecy. When the angel came to Mary and said, you will be with child, came with prophecy. Here comes another angel to the shepherds with prophecy. You all, can I just say something? God will send somebody to speak in your life. And we've got to quit disqualifying them based on the situation and circumstance that we're in. Some of us will think that God, no, God ain't speaking to me right here in the Walmart. No, God ain't speaking to me right here while I, I'm I'm with a broke down car. I know God ain't speaking right now. I know God ain't speaking to me while I'm in some place. I ain't got no business doing something. I ain't got no business with somebody I ain't got no business with. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me up in here. God will speak to you where God knows he has your ear. And quit disqualifying God speaking because of your condition (laughs) because God will still speak 
But are you in a place to hear that the, the shepherds were in the middle of the field and the Bible says that the angel came and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified and the angel spoke and said, don't be afraid and told them the proclamation of the birth of the savior and said, and this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in, in, in clothed and lying in a manger. And then what ended up happening? Here come the praise team. <laughs> here, here, here come the, the angels. Here, here they come. The heavenly host to sing glory to God in the highest. Who were they singing to? They were singing to the savior that was just born. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace to all men. Again, prophecy you all, because if you look in Isaiah, the ninth chapter, uh, ninth chapter, the, the, the sixth verse, I believe you will see that same scripture. Let, let me turn to it right here. Yeah. Isaiah nine and, and six, it starts to say for unto us, a child is born unto us. A son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and his name shall be called wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. And of his kingdom will have no end. You all, we've got to understand and realize that even the heavens were declaring the glory of God. What more of a sign do you need? The shepherds didn't need anything else. They said, let's go look. Let's go see what it is that the angels told us. And they went to see exactly what it is, who it is that the angels were talking about. And the Bible says that once they saw him, uh, the, 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 the word of mouth went to spread. You all, when you have an encounter with Jesus, when we have an encounter the way we have today, don't keep it to yourself. You all, social media gives us such an amazing opportunity to be able to go out on Facebook and to be able to share the streams. I'm so grateful to God for those that come on to, to Facebook. They may come on Zoom, but they also come on Facebook and then they go out and they share uh, the YouTube and they share the the, the live stream from Facebook, um, even though they're on Zoom. Why? Because they're using it as evangelistic tools to get the word out. What are you doing? Are you telling somebody about your sign? Are you telling somebody what you saw? Are you telling somebody what you heard? It's not that hard. We make evangelism so difficult. You can share your Facebook uh, uh, live stream. Go out to the His House page. Share it to your wall. Guess what? You just evangelized. You can go out to YouTube and get the link. Share it on your Facebook wall. Guess what? You just evangelized. You can get our phone call your mama and say, whoo, man, I tell you, church was different today because, you know, we had prayer smack dab in the middle of worship. Guess what? You evangelizing. Because why? What happened? Then you get a chance to tell, not just tell of the prayer, but tell of the word. God gives organic ways for us to be able to tell somebody the sign that we got. But you can't tell somebody about the sign that you got if you're not even acknowledging the sign that you got. God is giving us signs, you all. What more does he need to do? What other signs do you need? Last thing I want to share with you, and then I'm done. The Bible says that 
the shepherds went out and they told people who it is that they saw and what it is that they experienced. And the Bible says that people were, that heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said. But then verse 19 says this, but Mary pondered, she treasured, she stored all of this in her heart. In other words, it wasn't just a fleeting moment for her. She held on to it. Can I encourage you on today? All that you're experiencing God doing. Will you hold on to it in your heart? Because you're going to become living prophecy to somebody else. What do I mean? What do I mean? When you store this up in your heart, when you store the word in your heart and you see somebody going through something, you say, "Mm, that's just like that sermon. Mm, I remember the Bible said, "Mm," and you start to prophesy, not of your own, but out of the word that has come forth. You become like the shepherds. You become like Mary who pondered it, who stored it, who kept it in our heart. My brothers and my sisters, do not miss the signs. What's your sign? What has God put before you to be able to acknowledge him, to be able to see him? Because even though this happened over 2000 years ago, when that baby was born in a manger, Emmanuel is still alive today. Emmanuel, God with us is still with us today. What is your sign? What is God showing you? Don't ignore it. Don't wish it away. Don't wait for more detail. Move on what he gave you. Step on the step of the light where the light is shining. And when you make that step on that light, that that step where that light is shining, God will move that light to the next step you're supposed to take. Follow the signs. You follow the signs, you'll find the Savior.